0: You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today, we'll be discussing how to successfully place posterior fillings faster than ever with new product innovations. Our guest is Dr. Jason Olitsky, who maintains a private practice with his wife and dental partner, Colleen, in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida. He publishes on various topics of cosmetic dentistry, has appeared in numerous national beauty and health magazines and serves as product consultant for a variety of dental companies. Dr. Olitsky. it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. Thanks, Phil. It's glad to be here. Yeah, your last set of podcasts, uh, especially the one on cementation, did phenomenally well. Uh, Actually, one of the highest engagements we got out of almost 200 podcasts we've done so far. So you're uh, you're the superstar. You're the rock star so far as far as engagements. (laughs) Shocking, yeah. So you had something (laughs) to say that was good in those podcasts, so let's do it again. Um, they try to duplicate that. Yeah, exactly. So posterior fillings, pretty big topic. Almost every dentist does them. I mean, there's not a single dentist that doesn't do a posterior filling probably in a given day. Um, so tell us what are some of the innovations in direct restoratives that enable practitioners to place bulk fill restoratives more efficiently?
1: It is such a paradigm shift to go to bulk fill because, honestly, I mean, from the time I was in dental school, most of my career, dentists preach layering. And not only, not only do, you, do you preach layering in two millimeters or less, but the importance of how you layer it to reduce C factor forces and the stresses on the teeth. So when the bulk fills came to market, like, like a decade ago, it was such a paradigm shift. And understandably like dentists are a little worried about shifting over the way they do their fillings now to changing to the bulk fill style or technique that we're using today. And, um, you know, I think I read something that maybe like 25% of dentists are, utilizing bulk fill restoratives now in their practice. And I look back over like the last 10 years when I've, I've switched, I've been do, using Tetric Evo Saran Bulk Fill. It's just an Ivoclar product for uh, the past 10 years. Now new, the newest material that they have out is the Power Fill material, which is their newest bulk fill material. And my life has been so much easier since I switched to bulk fill. I think a lot of it has to do with, and I, it is for me, is that sometimes I'm just worried that, that product companies are putting out propaganda You know what I mean? It's like, tell you something, but can you believe it? You know, are they just telling you what you want to hear so you buy the product? Right. And that that worries me when I'm choosing products. I don't know who to believe or who to
0: trust. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So I still hear from KOLs that layering is preferred because it reduces the stress, like you mentioned in the beginning of this podcast. So if you're saying that you're very comfortable using bulk fills, going straight in, what do you do, four four millimeters uh, or more?
1: Bulk fill category as a whole is a four millimeter cure, so right. up to four millimeter.
0: Right. Why is there such diverse opinion on this when it's been around for 10 years? I'm still hearing that some, you know, as I said, some KOLs are still doing layering because they want to avoid the stress.
1: I, I think, you know, and ultimately, I think there's a lot of products to choose from for bulk fill materials. And you may choose a material thats that doesn't give you the success that you're looking for. And we all just find success differently. But I know that we all want no sensitivity, or at least very little sensitivity. We want no marginal gaps. You know, we want our patients to be happy with the aesthetics. And, and you could choose a material where you don't achieve those things and then go back and say, well, I prefer just to layer because I've, I've been consistent. I have have good results with layering. So I would have chosen bulk fill material. Uh, so I think it depends on the product that you use. And so when I switched, I switched to Tetric Evasuram Bulk Fill. And Avaclar's always been really good with their innovation. You know, they are um, very strong on the science, and I dig into why it's effective. You know, they have things in it like pre-polymer shrinkage stress relievers. It's something in the monomer that's basically like a spring with a higher modulus of elasticity, you know, where glass fillers have a lower modulus of elasticity, which means that it's more rigid. And so this is almost like a spring between the the less rigid materials that create lower shrinkage stress factors. And so you even have, like, less stress bulk filling with this material than you did in 2-millimeter light curing in layers. So the shrinkage stress is actually lower with the bulk film material. There's other things you have to worry about when you use bulk film materials. For example, like it's not just the shrinkage stress factors, we worry about light. You know, and dentists know that that the light can only tr- the photons of light, right? Can only penetrate a certain amount of layer of composite before the photons are filtered out and it's not effective. And so what companies will do is they'll make their materials a little bit more translucent. That's helpful for letting light penetrate. Cause as you can imagine, light can penetrate deeper in something that's translucent. However, it doesn't doesn't fulfill success in terms of aesthetics because ultimately in posterior teeth, like we just need to get the shade close. I mean the patient's pretty happy because it's white. They just they just don't want a feeling that's gray or a feeling that's brown and they're happy. Mm-hmm. But when you put a translucent filling in a posterior tooth, like ultimately it looks gray or it looks brown. So although it achieves success in terms of bulk fill, it doesn't achieve success in terms of aesthetics. And so what Ivocot has done is something super cool with their materials is that they use essentio technology in it and what that means is that the material actually comes out of the syringe as a translucent material and then when you cure it it turns more opaque so it allows the light to penetrate it and then as soon as it's cured it turns the translucency of dentin for the power flow material turns the translucency of dentin for the power uh, for the power fill material turns the translucency of enamel and so you get kind of the best of both worlds you get deep light penetration but you get the ideal amount of translucency to restore the filling with so that is also super super cool there's all kinds of things that are happening inside of of the monomer matrix that's enabling us to bulk fill successfully
0: that's a great description of the types of physical characteristics that this material has and so it, what it sounds like to me is that you can't make a blanket statement where it says um you know using bulk fills there's more stress it may be more efficient but the least stressful way to do this is through layering because it really depends on the bulk fill some bulk fills, that might be true. If you're comparing certain bulk fills to layering, that might be true. But what you just described indicates to me that there are companies that are putting out products that understand the challenges of bulk fills, and they've met those challenges with changing the chemistry.
1: Yes. And they understand our challenges because they, they listen to the feedback. Because, I mean, there's certain things. I mean, I need to be able to sleep well at the end of the day. I mean, that's, that's what it's about. And I, got, I have to be able to do good dentistry, and I have to be able to do it efficiently to feel good at the end of the day. And I know it's crazy. It sounds stupid. But like when I look at a radiograph of one of my fillings, like that's either going to like make or break my day when I do like a recare or check somebody that they do bite wings and I've done the fillings on this patient. If I look at the radiographs of my class two fillings and if I have voids in them, like that's to me, like that's that's like one of the most upsetting things that can happen to me in a day because it just, I feel like it speaks to me as how I how good I am as a practitioner.
0: No, that's interesting because as a retired endodontist, we measured our success by looking at an x-ray. And if we're a millimeter short where we want to be, it's, uh, you know, it, it puts you in a mood like, wow, that I could have done better. And it's just, it's not a happy moment. But it's interesting because... Across the board. Yes. Yeah, right. So I, I didn't know that, I didn't know that uh, dentists that did cosmetic dentistry feel, you know, hold up an x-ray and measure their day by, uh, you know, in the same fashion. It's interesting to hear that because I know endodontists do. There's no doubt about it. Um, absolutely and you're
1: using the right materials you're using the right you know the, the products are good your technique is great You've done everything right you've removed the bacteria whatever it is that you're doing and yet and then you look at the x-ray and it doesn't have that result that you're looking for and you're a crummy dentist and it's not just you looking at your own work it's another dentist looking at your work
0: right right we measure he, our he, lives by by x-rays it's, it's it's sad sad but anyway we
1: absolutely do so <laughs> what i'm looking for materials is that and it's crazy i want to look good on the x-ray and i know right. that's crazy and so let me tell you something that's super cool about the material that I use, because it, it gives you peace of mind. A mm-hmm. Power Flow material, it self-adapts, and you can layer it up to four millimeters thick. So dentists try so hard to place the composite on the gingival floors, on the pulpal floors, so that there's no gaps you know, anywhere, so there's no voids. And they're layering it in to prevent gaps. But the more layers you put in, and the harder you try, it seems like the more chance there is for you to get a gap somewhere, for you to get sensitivity for something to happen at the, the interface between the dentin and the composites where the patients get sensitive. And so the, the power flow material, because it self-adapts, you, you basically just squirt it in from the syringe and it does all the work for you. Like it settles against the band. It settles against the tooth. It fills in all the nooks and all the crannies and up to four millimeters. So you can even do the contact between two teeth with the flowable material. You cure it now with the new power fill system in, for three seconds and you have a void-free restoration. But we don't want to use that material all the way up to the top. We want to cap it with something that we can use to contour. And so use the power fill material on top of that. So I do my fillings in two layers. You can do them in one if you just use the power fill. But if you subscribe to the, to the flowable club like I do, you'll do it in two layers. But you can do it in one. But then within those two layers, you have no voids. And it looks really monolithic on radiographs. And, uh, and that makes me feel good.
0: On the top layer, what are we talking about, two millimeters?
1: Uh, Whatever's left typically what I'll do is I'll replace the dentin with the flowable material because when you cure it It turns the opacity of dentin and so it's really good for blocking out discolored uh, tooth structure you when you remove an amalgam, you know Or you have discolored dentin underneath there you have to block it out and if you use something translucent Then it's going to look ugly when you're done So the flowable material has the translucency of dentin and so it blocks out the, the unwanted colors underneath it and I place that up to four millimeters And cure it. And so what I'll do is if if it's not quite four millimeters to the top of the filling, what I'll do is I'll place it just to to replace dentin. And then I'll just finish with the capping layer where it's enamel. And that's how I get the most aesthetic results.
0: Okay, so you only go up to four millimeters with the bulk fill and whatever's left, you you use the capping layer, whatever that is. And if it's and if you and if if the four millimeters is, is too too much where it goes up to the cable surface margin, you'll just back off a little bit and leave room for the capping layer.
1: That's right. Yeah. Okay. And it's important to note that they're both bulk fill. So if you don't like to use a flowable, you can use the uh, the top layer, which is like the sculptable layer. You can fill the whole filling with the sculptable layer as long as it's not more than four millimeters deep. You could just do it in one one shot.
0: OK. Tell tell us real quickly a little bit about that three second cure time, because that's kind of a new innovation.
1: It is. It is super cool. I'm like Dude, three seconds. you got to be kidding me. So. Yeah, now they're with the three-second innovation in light curing. Uh, it did it is fast. It is really fast. You're like, now nah, this can't be. Uh, I've had it in my hands now for a few months, and uh, it's it's been great, man. I can't believe. So that's how fast a new. That,
0: that's a new LED light we're talking about, right?
1: That is a new LED light. It's it's a system that works together for the three-second cure. Okay. Right. So if you want to do a three-second cure, it's kind of like a closed system, like. Um, like when you think some, some cements are closed systems, like uh, Multilink is a closed system. Like I think Panavia is a closed system. Like you have to use the adhesives and the, and the cements together. In this, in this way, for a three-second um, three cure time, you have to use the right composites with the right light. So right. that I think of that as a closed system in that way. And, and that's because of the reformulation of the composites. Like there, there are two technologies that kind of parallel each other. Like you can't have the innovation in the light without the innovation in the composite. Right. You can't just all of a sudden like have a super powerful light but not have a composite that can work with it. So they have to work together, and that's what the power fill system does is they created a light and the composite systems to work together.
0: Yeah, and there's some dentists that are opposed to closed systems, but I actually think there's a huge advantage in a lot of ways to closed systems because it gives the manufacturers the opportunity to develop the product from start to finish, it, especially with combining the the light with what you said, the initiators that are inside these composites. So that there's no factors there, outside factors that disrupt, you know, what you're looking to achieve because it's all under control by one manufacturer that apparently does the R&D and they know what they're doing, like I have a Clark-Eva did.
1: That is right. And I'll tell you, like, I don't mix and match my manufacturers. If I'm doing like a filling, I'll keep it all within the same manufacturer because I think that's the best way it's been tested. If you want to use, say, like the power fill system, like you want to use the composites because you love the composites, but you don't have the light cure in three seconds that's fine like you can still use the composites and still get the benefits of the composites but you won't cure it in three seconds because your light won't allow it to cure in three seconds you'll have a 10 second light or a five second light or whatever you use or 20 second light yeah so with the light three second mode you wouldn't want to use that three second mode on somebody else's composite right because that composite's not not graded for three second cure time
0: yeah that's a very important point to make so a doctor that goes out and just says hey i got to buy this curing light comes back and uses the composite that's sitting on a shelf is just not designed for a three-second cure. It doesn't matter how many milliwatts per centimeter square centimeter you have coming out of that light; it's not going to do the job. I assume. Yeah, it's not.
1: You're, you're risking really higher shrinkage stress. Right. On your rest. Yeah, and, and
0: you're going to be talking to us in a in another podcast coming up shortly um, about the newest innovation in LED technologies. We'll wrap up this one and then we'll start uh, another podcast, which will try to air at the same time so our listeners could go to one and then go directly to the other because they are related. So again, thank you very much, Dr. Litsky, for this. And uh, we really appreciate your insight and we look forward to having you on the next one soon. Thanks, Bill.